Ovechkin storming in. Alexander Ovechkin curl and drag to the back end. He scores! Simply sensational! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pizzas Here podcast, your home for all news and content surrounding the Washington Capitals of the NHL. Today we are joined by another special guest, Blake Allen, also known as Stat Guy Blake, our boy from over there at Chirpin DMV, another great Caps podcast, go give them a listen if you haven't before. Blake is on for the second time this season with us today. Blake, how's it going, man? Doing pretty well, how are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm great. Joey and Jake are with us today. Will is not. Mm. Will was awake all weekend doing a coding hackathon, being the intelligent guy he is, so he's not with us today. But, uh, yeah. So, Blake, if you guys don't know, is pretty savvy with advanced analytics and stats and stuff like that. He's a lot smarter than us. So, uh, yeah. So my first question for you today is, uh, you know, we all have our hopes and expectations going into the season, but who are a couple players that have really impressed you this year or have done much better than what you were expecting? Um, so, M- Mantha was as good as I had hoped. Um, he's, he's everything I've ever dreamed of. Um, uh, Kuznetsov, obviously the revenge tour is undeniable. Um, his advanced analytics just on the surface don't look that great, but the reality is, is cause he plays almost all of his time with Ovechkin whose defense has gone to hell. Um, so considering his line mate, he's actually doing really well. Um, uh, I'm trying to, um, Irwin has had a sneaky good analytics season, weirdly. He hasn't gotten a lot of time, but it, he's up in the good quadrant of the graph. So, um, yeah. So, are there any uh, are there any players who have disappointed you this season? Literally, analytically compared to. Expecting them to be. Uh, yeah, Lars Eller has been a problem, uh, and he looks like a problem too. Like you just the, the dumb turnovers in the defensive zone. Um, uh, he's been a black hole on offense. Like uh, he's he's been my number one. Oh my goodness, this is this is a problem. Kempney also like the the, the heroes from 2018 had just fallen off a cliff. What about um, uh, Carlson? I was kind of wondering about Carlson. I mean, I know his point he has a lot of points, but like, he's actually know. been decent this year. Again, he's kind of got Kuznetsov syndrome if he plays a lot with Ovechkin. So he, you know, there's a lot of bad defensive numbers there, but it's okay because the three of them all get so many points that like, you kind of worry less about advanced analytics when you're putting up a ton of points. Yeah, who gives a shit? They score goals. Um. <laughs> So since the start of the season, the Capitals have obviously started a certain way, but has anybody improved analytically so far? Yeah. Um, McMichael, especially in the last like few games, he, he, he was kind of, you know, his analytics were fine earlier. He was, you know, hovering. He would go back and forth across the 50% line and 
And then just the last, you know, 10 games or so, he's been firmly planted in that good corner. Um, he had, he was having Haglin levels of bad luck for a while there. Um, he, he was like, I think of the everyday players at one point, only Haglin had a worse goal scored above expected. Um, so well, he could not find the net. And then I, I, I really think that, um, that own goal in Columbus that counted for him really got him going. Cause I think he has like three goals since then or something like, like that. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, he's been, he has definitely improved, especially shown a sharp improvement as of late. Um, on the, on the flip side, Farivari started out like really good analytically. And then just as the season has gone on, he's just been tanking and tanking and tanking. And I think he's, I think he just wasn't ready to be a first line defender, especially with, you know, meaning who he gets to play with in terms of their defensive abilities being, he's mostly playing with Carlson and Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. Um, and I just don't think he is ready to handle that level of responsibility. Don't sugarcoat it. He's playing with a forward on defense. <laughs> yeah. Maya. So since the earlier parts of the season, uh, who are a couple capitals that have really declined analytically, who, you know, started off looking good and you thought maybe this is a good year for them, but have, you know, dropped since then. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, Faravari, um, he started out really like, it looked like he was carrying Carlson and now it's just, he just looks lost out there. Um, Sprong, Sprong started out really good, but he, like his defense wasn't great, but it wasn't so terrible. And then it just plummeted and then he stopped playing and then he stopped scoring when he did play and then he got traded. Um, so that was, I mean, that, like watching, watching him just take a nosedive. I was like, that dude's getting traded there. I mean, he's not getting minutes and he's, you know, his, the minutes he is getting, he's just constantly hemmed in his own zone. And then when he finally breaks through, he's, you know, shooting wide, missing the net, you know, not getting bounces, stuff like that. Like that, that was honestly painful to watch the, the just sheer nosedive his, his season took. Is it is do you think it's maybe a case of like he's just it's just the workload is starting to get to him, or is it a case of like it's just it's just he's younger than like he's not really used to the everyday like this is his first full season of like hockey in North America, probably period. So it's probably hard on him. Um I think I think he has a lot of he has a little bit of a Vetchkin in him and that he's just a finisher and he doesn't have he can't play defense at all. And then, so like last season, I was lo- I was looking at his uh, shooting percentage. Last season, it was a nineteen percent shooting percentage, which is just utterly unsustainable. That was never going to keep up. So when he when his shooting percentage inevitably plummeted, then he was just allowing goals and not scoring them. So it's kind of like, what what are we doing here? And that's that's part of what what was you know the the plummeting. And I, I so I think his his, his luck or his finishing ability kind of coming back to earth is what precipitated all of that. Um, which cast player do you feel is the most underappreciated or most wrongfully hated on? 
Because we like to hit on a lot of players. <laughs> Anthony Mantha Analytics King. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Anthony Mantha just regular King. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Seriously. People don't hate Mantha because he's a bad player. They just hate him because we lost Verona. And like every time he does something good, they're like, eh, fine, he's good, but I still hate him. And I'm like, all right. We won that trade. Um, yeah, we really did. We won the um, trade. Sorry if that offends you. Hey, keep in mind, in Capitals games this season, Anthony Mantha hasn't lost 11-2. Jacob Rana has. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, so, not to mention Mantha uh, actually four checks and plays defense. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Underappreciated. John Carlson gets a lot of unfair hate. Um, as I said, he's, you know. It's not all unfair. There's a lot of fair criticism of John Carlson. I think a lot of times it goes way too far. Like he's terrible. He's blah. He's he's good at what he's good at, and he's not great at playing defense. I think he's uh, at least like serviceable defensively. Like we can play him defensively those minutes because he's used to it, and he's not terrible. Like he's not going to go out there and give away like six pucks a night. But yeah, like the best he, thing is yeah, like usually only score, like four or five. Usually, if he doesn't score, that's when shit gets bad. Is because everybody's like, "Oh fuck, he's not scoring." What's the point of having him on eight mil a year? Do you think yeah. he's worth the contract that he's getting paid right now? That's that's a different question. Yeah, because um, I because I, I feel I, like I he's like he's starting I don't know to. If he is or isn't? Um, it's definitely close. I, I'm honestly 50-50 as to whether or not he's worth the contract. Uh, USA just almost scored. Um, he's – how do I say this? You can – a lot of the hate he gets is, is unfair in the just sheer amount of hate he gets. Um, I don't think – I don't know if I'd say he's worth eight million, but he's worth multiple million. He's putting up a lot of points. He always puts up a lot of points. Uh, he's the best in the league at keeping the puck in the zone on power plays, which is crucial, especially considering his D partner on the power play, Alex Ovechkin, is the worst in the league at keeping the puck in the zone. He's the best in the league at putting it in the net, but in terms of keeping it on the right side of the blue line, it's terrible. So it's good to have somebody that can keep it in to balance it. Um you know, there's a lot of things he does right. So I, you know, if he was even at six, I would 100 percent say he's worth it. You know, um, yeah. I don't think his contract is like arguably the worst. It's not even like bad. I think it's just like you know, it's he makes a little too much because he doesn't play enough on one side of the puck. But like when you look at some defenseman contracts in the league, like if you look at some shit that like fucking San Jose is handing out, like shit. Well, just because it's not as bad as Brett Burns or. Drew Doughty's contract well, I mean, doesn't like, a good contract. That's the point is like if you look at this and say the fact that we got him at eight million for what he does for our team and how he's done, like honestly, the fact that we got him at eight million is kind of a steal considering Carlson, even after all his injuries and after everything that happened, got eleven million a year playing at San Jose is like nuts. The difference yeah. is that we're a competitive playoff team. Neither San Jose the Sharks or... went to the went to this conference final year they saw a year before they signed him. Yeah, I'm talking about right now. Neither of those teams are competitive compared to us. 
Well, still, they they were competitive when they signed him, thinking he would still be good, and they yeah. Got but him. we're also not paying the, the eleven mil that they're paying. We're we're only paying eight mil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm saying that, like that's that's what like that's a a cause for lack of competitiveness is paying guys who are that old and declining, obviously, in their play eleven well, mil. They, you know, they, they paid him the contract the because they, he was a part of the team making the conference final. That, that argument doesn't really work because they made the conference final with him being a huge part of that, and they were paying him that money because he's Eric Carlson to them. And, like, yeah, it was a stupid contract to give, but, like, shit, I mean, you're not going to pay him after trading two first-round picks for him? Like, Well, like, I mean, we're going to have a similar conversation with Ovi in four years. Like, he's not going to be scoring 50 goals in five years. I think he's, he's going to take – he's going to he's gonna know to take a pay cut. I don't think he would play anywhere else at that point because, like, this was the year I was like, he may not take a pay cut and may go somewhere else, but, like – it's possible that he oh because because he took a pay cut this year he was going to take like 12 million before everything happened and then he took 9.5 yeah and i think we'll take another pay cut probably Ooh, only 9.5 million a year um but no but i mean like about this contract he's not gonna be worth 9.5 million in five years like yeah that's just a fact you have to accept that when you want the greatest goal scorer of all time to play his entire career with your team um, but that's that's going to happen. We're gonna be like this dude's not worth nine. Yeah, five million. Um, you know, Backstrom's making more than him right now. Backstrom's making what? Backstrom's making more right now. He's making a lot. Yeah, that's a year. crazy to me. That I mean, I mean, shit. He played. He's played really well. Like he's finally looked like he's back to being old Backstrom. Backstrom is not playing at an eleven mil contract level shit, right man. now. I like you're asking someone to be like. Like you're asking to be prime back. If you're making eleven mil, you should be prime. He's thirty-five. You shouldn't be making eleven mil exactly. So he shouldn't be making eleven million at that point. You shouldn't be paying someone that much money unless they're producing that money's worth. It's as simple as that. Obviously, he means complaining about contracts. Obviously, he means you know so much to our team that he's like gonna get paid that much. That's why it's not he's not getting paid that because he's producing at that level. It's because he's Nick Backstrom's contract and somewhat Ovi's contract, but both of them have played at least serviceable to the contract, at least up to it this season. Including when Carlson's, it's he's only got like two or three years left on it, anyways. Yeah, not like like by the time he gets that, he'll probably be like about like two thirds of what he was. But at that point, it'll be like, you will have other options and better places to put that money into. And Ovi, same thing, you know, by the time he gets to that last 9 million, we have to pay. I mean, shit, it'll probably still be a 30 goal scorer. And honestly, considering what he brings to the team, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Like, I don't give a shit. Like I'm paying this man, a, a, like I'm paying this man a, a, like 200 million if he needs to, to come win the, like to take the goal record. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever he wants, he can have my house. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Joey, you had next question, right? Uh, I had, I think I had other players. Who else? Who did I bring up that was unfair? Because I had at least one other. You said you Carl Carlson, the one that like receives the most unfair hate. Obviously, there's some that is warranted, but some of it's not. Yeah. I, I think I think for the more like underappreciated part of the question, I think Orlov is definitely in that conversation. Oh yeah, like that one, the one overtime shift he had last week. What game was that? That was unreal. I don't remember what game that was, but that was like probably our. We didn't even like score in overtime. We ended up winning in the shootout. And, yeah. you know, speak of that, Ovi's put the dagger in for two straight shootouts. That's awesome. Yeah. He And he's someone who's not known as a shootout guy. But that that first game that we won the shootout, the first one, 
whoever that was against. But like Orlov had the shift of his life in that overtime. I think it was Carolina. I think that was against Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So Orlov had like the shift of his life. I remember Aho was actually doing really well in that overtime, but Orlov was yeah. playing insane. And just as a team, that was probably our best overtime I've seen in a long time. Granted, we didn't score in it, but the pre- like we held the puck for like we damn near four did. minutes and thirty seconds out of the five minutes of overtime. It was it was awesome, and then obviously we got the win in the shootout, so that you know puts the icing on the cupcake. But I definitely think Orlov is in the conversation, if not the. I agree. He's, the number one he's holder so in solid that. defensively, but he he knows exactly exactly when to come up and strike. Like like you never see coming, and then just all of a sudden, just Orlov put that in the back of the net. What? Like, yeah, he's he's so savvy defensively, which enables enables Jensen to kind of fudge around a little bit with with you know how good of a skater he is um, to kind of take some risks, be up in the play. Like like a lot of the times when you watch those two on the ice, you'll, you'll see Jensen below the hash like pretty frequently because he knows that Orlov has his back. Like he knows nothing's going to go wrong because of how savvy Orlov is. Yeah, I agree. One hundred percent. Well, um, current during this win streak or this month of incredibly awesome play for the Capitals, one key player has pretty much stood out, and that's Vitek Vanacek, our goaltender, who has now decided to finally wake up from his injury nap and be an absolute god. Um, do you see this um, affecting the goaltender battle? Like, what's your thought of it right now? Like, what do you think down this last month are we going to see from Vitek and Samsonov? Because obviously, we're sticking with them, and this is our goaltending duo heading yeah. into the playoffs. As long as as long as he doesn't like tear his groin in the next two weeks, he's got to be. Really nice. Man, yeah. why the hell would you say that? <laughs> as long as Jake DeBrus doesn't just shoot a puck like overwhelmingly like far past him and he just yeah. gets fucked up, like that'd be nice. Like um, I still to this day, oh USA scored, cool. It's Pulisic. Oh my god, a hat trick. Hattie, Hattie for oh Pulisic. what a goal too. Oh wow, my stream is way behind yours too. Um, it was beautiful, but yeah, I think. Yeah, so um, the caps are good, you know. The caps are good. Hey, look, we got to talk about goal scores, and Trish Felicia got three. Um, I think the most interesting thing about that was like the way he was playing, like down the stretch last season. Vitek was actually playing really well. Like he had finally his groove again, and then in the playoffs, I was like, you know what, Vitek Vanacek, let's see what we got in this kid. Game one was looking good. Jake DeBrus shot that puck, and I wanted to die because that was like that. Like the second he got hurt, I was like, "Oh, it's Craig Anderson." You're telling me Craig yeah. Anderson isn't the best playoff performer in Caps history? He has a good <laughs> winning percentage. I'm not gonna lie, he's one and one. Um, but he actually played really well in game two. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, but I think I was, the best thing I remember being very impressed with how well he did. You know, compared to what we would have expected. Yeah. So with 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 Vanacek, I so so kind of coming into the season. The kind of um, uh, the difference between the two goalies was kind of like you know, uh, Vanacek is is he's got a little a little bit of hopey in him and that he's super good at positioning, um, so so you don't see him flail around as much because he's you know he's so solid positionally. But then Samsonov can stop any puck from anywhere because he's just that athletic. And I feel like I've seen a lot more. I, I've seen Vanacek sort of become somehow become more athletic in the last couple of months. Like you see him making saves where before that would have just gone in on Vanacek. Um, and like, Samsonov might have saved it, whereas you know, so so. But now you see him like like I've seen him just 
diving across the net and stuff last like that. Night he he had one. No, last so night he had one. Last night he had one where he dove across and saved it with his stick. Yeah. So he's becoming more of the complete package of the like that, both really good positionally, and then when shit happens, he can dive, make scorpion saves, and 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 fling himself across the net as needed. So I, I think that's really contributed to how you know hot he's been, and I, I really hope that this continues into the playoffs because he's just been unstoppable. Shout out to the Caps team trainers who have been getting him more flexible and athletic. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely – I just think the interesting thing is, like, down the stretch you're going to see Samsonov get put in the games. And, like, it's just so weird because, like, the Buffalo game, you look at it, it was like they only had – he, like, allowed three goals or some shit, and it was, like, on 23 shots. And I was like, that's bad. But, like, yeah, the Capitals do a great job now, and they seem to have gotten back into that rhythm of, like, hey, like, we're going to be a really good, decent defensive team and shut down stuff which is good because they're defensively, they're playing a lot better. They've been stopping a lot of like teams from getting like 30 shots a game, which has been really nice. Yeah. But like also it kind of help doesn't help because it's like the goaltenders are like, it's hard to know who is really going to be hot. The second, the second we step into the playoffs, which obviously I'm not saying we're going to be in the playoffs, but I mean, shit, if we miss the playoffs, somebody's getting fired. So like we're how many points ahead of Columbus, like 13, 15, something we're like, like that. We're making the playoffs. Yeah, and I think this we're making month, the playoffs. Like it's 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 nice to just see Vitek get hot, and like it all came down to like at the beginning of the month, like we don't know what to do about depth. Goaltender's a question mark. We're literally falling in the standings, and like playoffs are basically like it up in the air. And now all of a sudden, it's like goaltending seems okay. Our depth has been fixed with trades and Manta coming back, and like like we're secured in the playoffs. Also, yeah. also Paul Bissonette, you can like choke, buddy. Like. You wanted to take your time out of your own like press job to talk shit about the Capitals, like you're some cool asshole. You're only relevant because Barstool did. You have like ten career goals. I could step into a, a fucking skates and in about a year outscore you in my career. Like, shave your head too. You look disgusting with that haircut. <laughs> I've seen you. Well, at how you really feel about Paul Bizonet. No, today during the NHL tonight, uh, NHL whatever thing on TNT, he decided to take it out of his out of his way to not only one time say the Capitals aren't legit, but when he interviewed Mark Andre Fleury, he decided to talk more shit and be like, "Well, it's like I think I think they're not competitive." Like, dude, what did we do to you? Did we not tender you a contract because you were trash or something? Like, God, grow up. Yeah, I mean that is kind of his job, just to be annoying. What to, to be smartass to have opinions on hockey teams. It's more about not having an opinion, but, like, he tried to, like, drill it in everybody's head. Like, he was fighting people about it. Like, he was mad that Caps fans did something to him. Like, Jesus Christ. He was, saying, he was saying seven of the East teams were contenders except mm-hmm. the Caps, basically. Except the Caps. And okay, well, then that's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, because he, yeah. he, Ma- he said the Maple Leafs He literally said are. the Maple Leafs are good. He, he the Maple Leafs lost still are instead of the Caps. <laughs> They lost to Montreal. Like he really <sighs> lost to Montreal. I'm like, bro, at least we haven't lost to Montreal this fucking season. Like, come on now, have a brain, Bissonette. Yeah, we did see that Flurry did say though that you he know was, around the talks bad. of going to the Caps, he said it didn't feel right. That's that's fine. I don't that's really, fine, I, buddy. Vitex playing Vezina right now. We don't I need you. I hate that team. I will never play. He for didn't them. like say them like they were shit. He was just like, yeah, he's like they're a good team, but like it just felt like it was really weird to like go yeah weird weird flex life. buddy it being being loyal to the team that shipped you away to vegas he would still be the starter on that team that's the crazy thing they made the wrong choice letting letting flurry walk that's the crazy thing that's hilarious yeah oh man all right yeah you take over 
so obviously we've seen, I, I don't know, there's been like something like 15 rookies that have scored their first career goals for us this year. Obviously, you know, you know, if, if you had said that to one of us last year, as you know, we were the Zidane Chara led uh, nursing home team of 50 year olds, <laughs> you would have never thought that we'd be seeing so much action from young guys on the roster, but Obviously, we've seen a lot. So, which of the young capitals, you know, forwards such as Connor McMichael, Hendricks Lapierre, Protus, or Snively, or you know, any other guys in the handful? Who do you think out of them has the brightest future? And also, are there any other guys, young guys in Hershey, that you think are under the radar or people don't really have their eye on as much, but you think that there could be something good from them coming? Yeah, um, I've I like McMichael's game. Um, uh, I I I do think he people want to give him more ice time than he's ready for. I, I think I think there's a lot of people who want to just like, why isn't he getting you know 15 minutes a night or 20 minutes a night? I'm like guys, that's gonna ruin him. Um, don't just throw him to the wolves. Um, but I do think he's he's ready to be an everyday player, and I think in the next year or two he'll be in that 15 20 minutes a night um role um Leeson was good um he uh, uh I liked his game Snively obviously um sucks that he got hurt right when he was like he had he was on he was on like a point streak when he got hurt right um so that really sucks that we lost him he would be a really good uh I don't know if I'd start him in the playoffs, but he'd be a really, really solid 13th guy for the playoffs. So hopefully he'll be back. Um, uh, Yo, this is actually light. isn't this is actually isn't a question. Um, but I wanted to like see this. Like right now, obviously, like the top six, you've got Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, like whoever the like a mix of Wilson, Oshie, and then like the, the Mantha, Backstrom, mix of Wilson, Oshie on the top six. Right. Like, then you have. Shiri, McMichael, and Johansson, I would think, unless they're going to like throw Johansson in the top six, which they've done. Just name um, the entire lineup. Well, I'm trying to say, like, you know, the depth is now becoming a close. Like, Dowd and Hathaway are there, but like, who are you slotting in at the 13th, like 12th position? I mean, obviously, Larson has to be in consideration because we fucking traded yeah. him. Like, you see Larson go to the third line, Johansson go to the fourth. Like, what do you Can he answer the first questions I asked him first? Yeah, let, let, let's get to that in a minute. All right. Um, Plus, we, our last question is about the lineup. So, I mean, he's going to answer that. I uh, I would I would drop Faravari's minutes. I would I would flip him and Van Riemsdyk or him and Orlov for the playoffs. I would do it now so that we can get some chemistry going. Because um, uh, he's just not ready to handle it. And he's going to be a liability in the playoffs, you know. Um uh, I, I I actually don't hate him and um, Schultz together. Um, they 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 haven't gotten a ton of minutes together, but it's actually been like decent. It, it's still like you know below league average, but for a third pairing, okay. Um, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't so bad as to be like, um, you know. And that's taking that's putting someone with better defensive skills with John Carlson to kind of match, you know, complement Carlson's abilities. Um, 
Uh, oh, I've liked I've liked Yonson Fialbi. Some people don't, but he. I mean, he's been haggling light in all the best ways. I like him. Um, he's also been haggling light in the bad ways, but you know, just don't don't. I don't want to see him on any more two on ones, but I like him in the D zone. Um, so yeah. I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't keep up enough with Hershey to uh, tell you about the second half of that question. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's a good answer. Um, which of the Caps D pairings have been the best lately? Uh, Orlov Jensen is perennially just S tier. Like you can always yeah. <laughs> you can always count on Orlov and Jensen to play well. Um, Jensen has had a few brain farts lately where it's kind of like, what the hell are you doing? But, like, nothing that I'm super worried about, um, especially considering he's playing with Orlov. So Orlov's pretty much always going to cover up his mistakes. Um, Plus, he's so handsome. What mistakes? Jensen's the goddamn Norris winner. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Plus, he's really handsome. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves Jensen. He's a good-looking dude. Um... What about uh, um what oh, so the the bottom pairing? What do you think about that? Like, do you think TBR Schultz is good to go for the playoffs, possibly? Well, because I want um, because again, I want uh Faravari off the uh first the first pairing. So so there's two ways because Orlov Carlson is really good, but then you're taking Orlov away from Jensen. Yeah. So it's kind of like which wh- who do you want more? getting the benefit of Orlov. So if you prefer Orlov Jensen... Clone Dimitri Orlov. Um, if we could have two Dimitri Orlovs, that would really be the solution. Just clone Dimitri Orlov and have one of them play with Carlson, one of them play with Jensen, and then have TBR Schultz. That's the real way to go. But <laughs> since we can't do that, um, I would say either TBR or love playing with um, Carlson and then put Faravari with Schultz and just give them negligible minutes. Um, that would probably be the way to go. Um, yeah. I also like the fact that like Laviolette's like tied to Matt to uh, Michael Kempney right now is starting to frustrate me because this dude is a liability. And like, I, I just, he's taking so many penalty light. Like every time he takes yeah. a penalty, I update that tweet where I just take the screenshot of his, Penalties per sixty this season, and oh my gosh, he's above four. Jesus, like it's. I feel like even without the penalties, like he's not doing him anywhere near as well. Like Matt Irwin, when I've seen him play, like yeah, he doesn't score, but I'm not fucking asking Matt Irwin to score yeah. a goal. He's, I'm asking yeah, Matt Irwin to play. Him he's got a really cute little son. I the one the one <laughs> Matt Irwin Junior is awesome, but like the one catch practice that I went to over winter break, him and his his son, who's like you know a little squirt, they were. Uh-huh. They were playing on the ice after practice, and that was really cute. Yeah. I I would take Irwin over Kempney every day. Um, Plus, he's got like, a future. Yeah. I, he, he's he been decent. Um, I I mean, you don't, don't put him on the top pairing or anything crazy like that, but, like, he's been fine. Why, why are we playing Kempney over him at this point? Especially after, like, at least give him another look. Like, maybe he plays bad, but you know Kempney is going to play bad. You already Fuck know. It. I'd be down for Alexia at this point. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, find somebody who's willing to give If you ask me, I say 
I say we break the bank for more at Cider. I think that would solve all of our problems. We'd have to trade literally every single one of our valuable defensive prospects and then probably trade Jensen or Orloff to get him. You know, I'm right. fine with that. I'm perfectly fine, fine with trading with Orloff for Cider. For Cider? Yeah. Are you cooked? No, bro. Orloff's Cider, our best fucking Cider defenseman. now is better than Dimitri Orloff. Orloff's our best fucking defenseman. I said Orloff, not Jensen. Yeah, still. Moritz Sider's like 19. Sider's like 19 or 20, and he's better than Dimitri Orlov now. That's cap. Okay. Uh, he plays a lot of. I'm mix. looking at his what? Cap. It's not true. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he, maybe he has a higher upside. And yeah, like I'd rather take a guy on a like, good contract. Give Moritz Sider like a year or two, and he's he's a top three defenseman in the NHL. Dude, sure, right. maybe, but that doesn't help us right now. Also, the trade deadline is passed, so I don't like, care. We can't do shit about it now, yay. We're kind of. I'll make a veto. <laughs> we should have traded for our depth defenseman, though, considering the fact that, like, it, I mean, I, I, I should have. I think well, maybe. Actually, I think maybe go for like a low value, like not Michael Kempney, like think Jacob Yarabek, like think that kind of trade. Like we don't need a Kempney trade to like sl- slide in the top six. We need a guy who's like. Look, we're we're not we're losing people to injuries. You're able to go in there play like 13 minutes and not like suck. Can you just go do that? I don't need you to score. I need you to just stop everything. Are there like, any notable defensemen that'll See, be free agents this summer? We have Irwin, but he won't play Irwin. So I was very on on team trade for depth defenseman. I still probably would have, but also mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't really pay much attention like how like like Irwin's analytics are actually really good. So like yeah. why not why not just play Irwin? Why are we playing Kempney over him? Yeah, doesn't make sense. That's true. All right, well, speaking of Michael Kempney and his apparently nailed spot to the seventh defense with the Capitals, uh, a lot of you have been making some very interesting decisions, a lot of it due to injuries, but a lot of interesting decisions in the lineup. Um, kind of piggyback off what the question I was trying to ask. I didn't realize this question was very similar to this one. That's my bad. I just I kind of read it and read it. Don't fucking give me that face, EA. Um, basically, um, do you, like, do you see the line combinations being similar to what it's like when it's fully healthy? Do you see anybody maybe sliding in? And obviously, what about Larson and Johansson? Where do you see they fit when the season ends? Like, where are they going to be at? So, or is it Johansson? Or like, how do I say it now? Because they said they changed it. It's always Johan. been Johansson. Johansson. Johansson okay. It's always been it, the, his nickname should be Moyo, <laughs> but that doesn't sound as cool. I but yeah, it's always go... been Yo. If if I were the coach, I would go. Obi Kuzi Mantha. Um, can't Oshi play left? He could play either side. He's done yeah, it before. Yeah. I would go. I would go. Oshi Backstrom Wilson. Um, and then Larson McMichael Sherry or Sherry McMichael Larson, whatever. However, yeah, make the editors work. Um, and then I'd go. Uh, AJF Dowd Hathaway. I think. Give Eller the boot. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd sit Eller. What um, about Johansson? You didn't get it. Did he get in there? He did. Uh, not. You had. Do you think Johansson would stay in over AJF at this point? Considering AJF is a little bit like you know. Yeah, personally. yeah, I might put Johansson in AJF spot. Like I, I, I personally do love, love AJF, and I think next. How's year, Johansson defensively? He's good. Um. Not terrible. His analytics aren't great, but <laughs> doesn't fit Joey's narrative. Sorry, you're wrong. 
Um, Sounds like a wrong opinion. Hold on, Blake. Let me go ahead and mute you real quick so I can talk about the good word of Marcus Johansson. Um, <laughs> no, but I think I think yeah, I think it's tough because AJF played so well, and it's like like shit. He's got to get in at some point. Like we got to let this young kid fly because like. I feel like I feel like without this Joe Snively injury, I don't think we go out and get someone like Johansson. I think Larson might be the move, but like Johansson's it because then it's like you can fit in Snively and Larson in the third line, and then there's no other worries because Haglund's injured and he's not probably coming back this year because it's an eye injury. Those are fun. I have a feeling he might be done overall. Like that's pure speculation on my part, but I think if he retires, do we have to pay him? We have to pay him even if that's a fucked up thing to say. I shouldn't care about that. I need to care about his health first. Um, <laughs> um, isn't his contract up after this year? No, it's next season. Uh so is Jensen's. Fuck! They both signed. Jensen's is up next year, and he's gonna want like six million a year now. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, I agree with you. I think Larson needs to be on the third line. I think he, McMichael, and Sherry could like do some pretty fucking some yeah pretty crazy shit. And then you could actually still give like the faith, like. I hate to say this, but Eller's just kind of not going to not be in the lineup, <laughs> unfortunately. That's what's so brutal is they're not going to take him out, but he's playing so badly. And you want to know the fat the, the sad thing is what's likely going to happen is is they're likely going to keep Eller on the third line. They're going to put Dowd, Hathaway, and Larson on the on this fourth line. The third line will be Eller, Johansson, Shiri, and our favorite son, McMichael, will probably be sitting. Yeah, that, that, that's what I think is that, uh, I was going to get to. So here's what I would do, and then here's what I think they're going to – I think what you just described what they're going to do. I mm-hmm. also think they're going to keep Mantha backs from Hoshi together, which it's fine. They're a really good line, but I, I just – I really, 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 really need somebody to do a better job of balancing out Ovechkin's bad defense than Wilson has been doing. Yeah. Um, Wilson is good defensively, but he he he's not good enough to account for just how – controller disconnect ov is in the defensive zone i would almost say that you would probably be like probably workshop backstrom and ovechkin coming back together and then having wilson that line because that line is like whenever i see that line that line always works out pretty well like that line generally does good things because obviously with the chemistry of ovechkin and backstrom they're always going to know where each other there are and they know yeah. how to play with each other and then wilson whenever he plays with them like that was the line that like was like part of the cup win that was, shit was going off like that was incredible yeah and, like, I, I am a big fan of the Ovi Backstrom Wilson line. I just Backstrom has definitely taken a little bit of a step back, and I don't know. I don't know if it'll work out this time. Oh, as much as that. I love eight nineteen, if we're gonna do eight nineteen, we might do Ovi on the second line, but that's blasphemy. So um, yeah. you yeah. can't. You can't at this point. I mean, I think like you can. You can. You can almost say that the top six is gonna like share minutes, like Ovechkin. And the top one might get a little bit more, but like I don't think it's a case of like they're like the top line per se. I think once you get to the playoffs, it's like you really care about minutes more. That's true. Yeah, the 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 top six is kind of fluid for us in in practice. Like I know we have it's very strict in terms of like who who is who gets put on which line when they announce the lines, but like in terms of actual playing time, like it's a little bit more fluid than that. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but that's, that's really interesting. Um, so, is, any, is there any other players that like we forgot that should be brought? I mean, Haglin, but he's probably done. So that's it. All right. Rock and roll. CA. So the past week and, you know, the whole month of month of March, I said the munch of March, the, the whole month of March. And, you know, obviously the past week have been pretty good to us. 
But uh, Tuesday, we lost to the Blues 5-2 to two at home. Then on Friday, we beat the Sabres in a shootout. Sorry, America's team, but we beat them in a shootout 4-3 to three on Friday. Then last night, we beat the Devils 4-3 to three at home. So, obviously, you know, we've seen people uprooting and sprouting and blossoming into the players that we all wanted them to be. Obviously, Mantha's been exceptional since coming back. Obviously, other people like VTech. And obviously, I mean, Ovi, Ovi again are stepping up. So that's always nice. But let's do a one and one. So one player that's impressed us over the past week and one player that has disappointed us. Blake, you can go first since you're the guest. Seconds, you go first. Um, All right, Blake. We haven't made picks yet. I'm just apologizing in advance. Uh,. I'm going to bitch out and take Ovi as as player that has impressed me. Um, I'm the guest. I get to bitch out. Um, <laughs> uh, take the easy way out. Um, yeah, so uh, Ovi's impressed me. Um, as I kind of alluded to on Twitter last night, I totally forgot on my Ovi tracker that I had a, I had a seven-game buffer for injuries and COVID, and, which is obviously really not necessary at this point. So uh, I currently have him at 60% chance to hit 50 goals, which is – Good. Love to see that. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so loving, loving Ovi's play. Um, down again. I'm gonna take the easy answer and say Kemney, uh, because that dude cannot stop taking penalties. All right, you got one. Yeah. Did you say fifty goals? <laughs> did you say fifty? Did you just I say, say did you just did say you Rocket Richard? Did you just say? Did you say I did not say Rocket Richard. Did you just say fifty? <laughs> so, uh, I guess Jake, are you going? Yeah, would, would yeah I'm going for the record of fifty goal seasons. I think that, that would, would put break him in the record. record. That would break the record. He currently tied. He's tied with Gretzky, I think. Right. Go ahead, Jake. And and I there was one short because of the COVID season. We've made a. We've also made a change since. Uh, since sometimes there, it's hard to pick between people we're mad at. You know, because like I, I would have said Kempney, but I was I was gonna say Kempney too. So like so so in situations like this, you can say another aspect of our team's game the past week that's pissed you off or disappointed you. Like so like for example, the power play sucked, or for example, the penalty kill sucked, etc. So that's always there. Go ahead, Jake. All right, I'll go. I'm gonna say Jensen. Oh, I was between two people, and I was, gonna, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jensen. I think he's been playing. You know, I, he's been playing well. I feel like all season, but I he like is our best playing. player. So. Yeah, he's been our best defense, one of our best defensemen this entire season. So, um, what, hmm? I like went blurry for a minute. Oh, uh, Sorry, uh, yeah, yours goes blurry I, like when you move. It's weird. Player that I dislike or thing that I dislike. See, I feel like what we've been like bad at, we've been average at like the last couple of stretch of games. I can't say we've really been bad at anything. Like, I don't think I've like. I've, so I really want to shit on Kempney, though. You can shit on Kempney if you want. Because we did we did this before with Haglund, where he was yeah so bad for like that stretch. So we just said that, like so you're Kempney, left though. with no other choice. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm saying Kempney too. I mean, I, I he's I, why didn't we? I mean, I don't think any team probably would have taken him, but. Man. All right, I'll go. Yeah. Um, my good player, uh, I'm going to say Mantha. 
because he deserves the love and all the cherishment of the world. Um, I can I don't think we can genuinely like like describe how much of a different team this team has looked since he came back. Like genuinely, I think the whole season one of our biggest issues was our top six was just riddled with injuries. Our whole second line at some point was on the IR this year. Like that is not good to have. Hell, our top line at some point, every single one of them missed time, including Ovechkin. Like, and like to see them them back and like Oshie's back now too, and like everything's starting to get better. Like Oshie played well last night. It's great to see that the team with one of their best players analytically and just eye test sound with Manta is great. Manta's pretty awesome, and I love him. And I think he's great, and I just I want him to win a cup with this team because he had to be in Detroit for bad years and he doesn't deserve that. He's um, like the Matthew Stafford. He had to live in Detroit for his yeah, whole exactly. career and be sad. This is not fair. And he depressed and now he comes and gets yeah. a cup. And we trade first round picks. You heard it here first. Stafford. Um, my bad player, I'm going to say this because I really just am like, I know like I don't expect him to be a high goal scorer and the fourth line is not a per team line. You're supposed to like be like, Oh, I don't score. But like, I'm really starting to get confused at what Hathaway's purpose is. Like he's played well and fine, but like he's genuinely at time. I could, you could probably chalk this up to Dow not being there and him and Dow together are a great combination. They work really well together. They make anybody on their line play decently enough to where they're serviceable to play in the NHL, which is incredible. They make, yeah. So, you know, he does really well and works together with his line mates, but I don't know what his purpose is. You know, I don't know like what he does without him. It's like whatever you like. It's like he, whenever you take Dowd away from Hathaway, it's like what the fuck is this dude doing? But then like you put Dowd into lineup and he's automatically good. Like I feel like Dowd, like Dowd and Hathaway work well together, which is great, and I'm glad that they're signed together. They're going to be our fourth line a duo, and whoever they put in there with them is going to be great. But like I really want Dowd to come back as soon as possible because holy fuck, Hathaway can't do anything. Um, he's okay hitting and like he can fight people, which is great. I mean, he takes that pressure away from Wilson, but like, I mean, shit, bro, we need 12 people who can score as forwards. And if you're not going to score, just put fucking Carlson as the 12 forward. I can't hit him with shit anymore. Yeah. Right, so yeah. I think you guys missed uh, a pretty obvious pick for the good part. So I'm going to say Nicholas Backstrom, you know, I mean, he hit a thousand career points what, last week, but you know, it's still irrelevant because he had his ceremony just a couple days ago. And last night he had a goal and an assist in that game where he got his little recognition for a thousand career points. So that was great. He was the man of the hour, a goal and an assist, the entire capital one arena of fans threw their little souvenir apples onto the ice. That was awesome. The NHL gets mad that we throw things on the ice, but they're the ones giving us things to throw on the ice. So that's funny. But, yeah, shout-out to Backstrom for that. Congrats on 1,000 career points. We love you. Are you worth 11 mil? I don't know, but we love you. <laughs> but, that uh, goal he had was fucking insane. That, he, people forget how great his shot is. His shot's probably – if Ovechkin wasn't on this team, he'd have the best shot on the team. No no cap. He, he's, he's got that – like, you know how people always forget that Ovechkin can actually pass the puck? People Same forget with, Backstrom yeah. can shoot. Yeah, he still has the hardest OT goal of all that's time. How, that's how you know you're an elite player in the league or in any sport. It's like you're so good at and like elite and like top one percent at one thing that like your other things that you're still really good at don't even get recognized because you're so good at that one thing. Yeah, but the thing that I'm not happy with, I'm gonna say as a whole, this applies to our good Michael Kempney, but as a whole. I think we're taking too many penalties. Obviously, I mean, like, you could say that for any team at any given time. 
oh, like, because one penalty is too many penalties, but we're taking too many. Michael Kempney's a big part of that. LaViolette, you need to stop playing him. Uh, yeah, so our penalty kill isn't the worst, but it's also not, you know, elite by any means. So the the more that we can stay off of the penalty kill, the better. Especially but, uh, without Hagelin. Well, yeah, but just in general, I'd like to stay off the penalty kill if we don't have to. But that's that. So we made two trades at the trade deadline. Obviously, we brought back our boy Mo Yo, Marcus Johansson, from the Seattle Kraken. We gave them our number 10, Daniel Sprong. Uh, and what? We gave them like a fourth and a sixth. Irrelevant picks. But we gave them Daniel Sprong. We got Marcus Johansson back. And we traded for Larson from the Coyotes. Can't think of his first name. Sorry. But I am actually very excited to see him play. Because he is good defensively, and oh yeah, Law and good defensive, so good I'm defensive so forwards is is something that you can never have too much of. Obviously, especially when you're a team that has forwards or defensemen that are elite but don't play defense. You know, so imagine if like Larson, I, like I'm. This is kind of like a sleeper hope for me. Is I hope they put Larson and Johansson on the same line, and then they put Eller in between them. And then they just let that shit go to work. In the I don't want Heller in between them, but I, I wouldn't mind. I mean, being I mean fuck, man. It's not going to be McMichael. I'm sorry. Like, we just got to kind of throw that out. McMichael's not playing in the playoffs. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> that shit's not happening, I think. Doesn't like, mean I yeah, want somebody it. has to get hurt for McMichael to see meaningful time in the playoffs. So, like, you know, just. But we won't wish that out. upon people because we're good people. Is, <laughs> yeah. The point is, is. Well, if, if you don't, if you have those two on the third line, I think, I hope they try that because then you could probably see. It'd be really interesting to see how Larson and Eller and Johansson play together because I think Eller has played with Johansson before. I think that they were on the 2017 team together at one point, and I think they didn't play terribly. Um, but I really do want to see what Larson. 2017 is like. not much of a teller for how good people are going to be right now, though. Hey, yeah, you want to remind yourself that team won a President's Trophy and was like, and those like, people are all now five years older. That's my point. <laughs> yeah. The point is, is like. I'm just excited to see Larson play. I think Johansson, for what it's worth, hasn't looked terrible in the games. Like honestly, like he hasn't like looked like he was lost or like holding a team. I back. still don't like having him on the top line. Though. I don't either. Yeah, I don't no. either. And I hope that changes very soon. Um, but you know, we can't really we can't really predict what the fuck. Um, the goddamn uh, what's it called? Peter Lobby's thing at this point. He's a goddamn Pandora's box. Um, but I think the best thing is that, you know, we didn't overpay at the deadline. And that was what I was worried about because all these like deals of like, you know, fucking what's his name? Ben Sherratt getting a first round pick in return. Like, are you fucking high? Like Ben Sherratt, a person whose objective is to hit and then leave. Like that's not first round pick material. Like I'd pay a first round pick for a guy like Terry Lekkinen or Kale Yonkrook, who didn't even cost a first round pick for some reason. I would give a first rounder for Kale Yonkrook. Yeah, there's no shot in pay. And and I give away draft picks like candy if I'm the GM at this point, but I'm not giving up a first for Kale Yonkrook. Yeah, no. One thing I did see that was insane like a day or two before the deadline was that the Coyotes had raised their asking price for – Jacob Chikrin to three first rounders and a prospect. And I was like, so translation, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's not going to leave. 
Translation is, we'll see you boys in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Translation, Jacob Chikrin is staying in Kaya. I'm surprised Paris. a guy like Phil Kessel didn't move. He was a guy I was actually thinking. Or I don't want fucking yeah. Kessel. Phil Kessel's no. not bad. Phil Kessel's like, I feel like he. if you're a team that needs like a power play specialist to really like play some third line, second line rotating minutes, I think I was almost tempted to think maybe Pittsburgh would be stupid enough to try to bring him back. That would have been hilarious if they were brought him back and be like, yo, Phil Kessel, what's up? Let's run it back. And like, that would have been pretty awesome. But um, he's a guy, Subban, I mean, I kind of was I don't like, want Subban. I, wasn't saying I do not want P.K. Subban. Subban. I was shocked Subban didn't get moved. I didn't oh, want They did yeah. say that they weren't renewing his contract at the end of the yeah, year, so, so he's going to be a free this. agent. He'd be an interesting for. I mean, if you sign him to decent, God guy, no, he'd be pretty interesting. God, be interesting. No. God, he's not terrible. He's not terrible. You I think I make him pay me to play for my team? Listen, you <laughs> think you think that because his contract, he had not played to that contract. I will leave the team. fan base. Like I do not like him as a player. He is we dirty. Can sign a fucking Evander Kane because apparently he's a right dirty now. player. We were play. never in on Evander Kane. Yes, we, we took a flyer and they were like, they're interested, and they're like. Hey, what would it cost? Nope, not worth it. Dude, like, I just, I feel like that was a guy that was, I was shocked that he moved. I'm surprised the Stars didn't move a goaltender, but they decided to go get another one. Like, they, they need, like, 10 goaltenders. Are we, like, are they just going to make a team of goaltenders to face you? I'm actually kind of intimidated if that's what they're doing. Like, Braden Holpe, uh, Ottinger, Kudobin, and Wedgwood are just going to stand on the ice, and you're just going to have to try to score on them. That'll be hilarious. Is there actually an NHL rule that says you can't put two goaltenders on the ice? At the same I think time? there is. Fuck. <laughs> the NHL. I would stupid. assume so. I, that's the NHL stupid. <laughs> I hate this sport. The sport's dumb. The rules are stupid. They're outdated. Um, so, yeah, do you do you have any strong thoughts on on either trade, Blake? Obviously, there's uh, a lot of there's a lot of people that are pretty unhappy about the Johansson trade just because he's. What, like 30-something years old? I think 31, but I could be wrong. And obviously, Sprong is a younger guy. But if we're being honest, Sprong wasn't going to work in LaViolette's system. If you're not going to play defense, you have to be putting up good scoring numbers, which obviously he isn't maintaining. I, but, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have traded for Johansson. I would have. There's. Yeah. I, I can't think off the top of my head who I would have gone for, but. Um, I would not have gone for him, but I also don't think it's the end of the world. And I also think people are massively overreacting and Hey, it's fun to have Mojo back. Like, like, yeah, it's really not that big a deal. I loved him as a kid. Yeah. Bro, let's like, get Mike Green back. Let's get the whole party together. <laughs> he was yeah, at the game on, it. he was at the game yesterday. Actually, Mike Green was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have traded for Johansson, but it's also not the end of the world. You know, he's not going to win us the cup. He's not going to lose it for us. You know, and then we got Larson for a third, right? So I like Larson. I, I like do the too. Larson deal. I um, do too. He's a really solid defensive forward. Um, and to get him for, you know, a meaningless third round pick, like, what the hell is a third round pick? Brady Point. <laughs> like, that guy's, whoever that guy is. Isn't going to see the ice before Ovi retires. And I don't give a shit about yeah. anything that happens after Ovi retires. We're going to be bad. I, I have accepted we're going to be bad after Ovi retires, and that's okay. Just doesn't I, matter. All I care about is the next five years. <laughs> I agree. I, and he's not whoever that guy is isn't going to see the ice. So who cares? Get rid of him. the only the only thing I'm hesitant about is first round picks. But I like I don't even care about a second round pick. Yeah. So. 
uh, give them away like candy this offseason. Please, please. I don't want to have a single pick after the first round after this year. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, Kuznetsov had a nice shootout goal the other night um, against Buffalo. A pretty Patrick Kane-esque shootout attempt. You know, he slowed down to almost a halt, but he was moving forward the whole time. So it was a legal goal. Stick handled like 10 times, I think Locker said it was. There were people on Twitter getting butthurt about it. I find it funny. Fuck you, buddy. I find it funny because, you know, five years ago, Patrick Kane does it, and it's one of the best shootout goals of all time. It's a highlight real goal. And then Kuznetsov does it, and all the Bruins fans are all there. There needs to be a rule change. But that's funny. I liked it. Uh, Ovi put the nail in the coffin in two two shootouts in a row. Love to see that. When was the last time Ovi scored two consecutive shootouts? No idea. <laughs> no idea. Like, not not anytime. <laughs> Maybe never. Not good I have seen. I have seen. And then just all of a sudden, he puts away two in a row. And they were First both live streaming has stopped. How does it keep doing that? Does that? First Caps game I went to was Caps Sabers, and it ended four three in a shootout, and Ovi was the last goal. Fun fact. So, yeah, it was a pretty fun game. I went to my first game was the outdoor game against the Leafs, and that was fucking awesome. It might get loud for a sec. Live streaming is on. Dog. Um, what? Actually, you know what? Fuck it. In, in, Dude, we uh, shoot out goal goal scorer Ovechkin. What's everybody's first hockey game since we're all here? I said mine. Jake said his. What about you, Blake? What's your um, idea? Uh, so I'll go first when I can, like, really actually remember the game. Because yeah. I went to a bunch as a little kid, but, like, I have, like, no file on what happened. I just – I was just little – they're playing with my little plastic Zamboni and, like, oh, the Caps scored yay. Um, so my the first game I can actually really remember was Ovechkin's first game. Um, you lucky son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, because back then the Caps sucked. So you could get like, we got like lower oh, yeah. bowl tickets for, I don't know how much, but it was super cheap back then. Like you could get upper bowl tickets for like five bucks. So it like, yeah. it was super easy to go. And we're like, hey, the new kid's going to be here. Let's go be in the lower bowl. It's been a year since there was hockey on. Like, let's, let's go see this you know, maybe okay play player play. I wonder if this yeah. guy's going to end up being good. He's going to be any good. Where's yeah. he at now? Does anybody know? <laughs> what is it? I I actually went to uh I went to the game I think it was against the Coyotes no Senators where Ovi got his 500th goal I was in the oh shit I was in the nosebleeds I got the goal on camera on my Android but that phone, <laughs> find it but that phone that phone is like I can't get into it I don't think I I, I could <laughs> figure I could out. try Maybe to find it and like get the SD card maybe or something Dude, but you probably get the SD card out of it I don't know I can try memory card out of it. <laughs> Yeah, but I did get that on video, and it was that was a nice time for young me. The only I Caps see. games I've been to have been Caps Sabers games. Hell yeah, <laughs> and they've won every one I've been to. Hell yeah, so. did they play the Sabers again? No, fuck. All right, well, they don't to, play them at home. No, fuck. That's not fair. Um, I went to a Caps Sabers game in 2007, and that was like, uh, oh, was that the old slug? Like the slug yeah, the Sabers jerseys. Slug. Hate those. Um, and that year, that was the last year Buffalo was good at anything. They they made the playoffs that year, I think. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That, was that was the last time they made the, the playoffs. Last game of the season, and we were already eliminated, and they were already in. So they just took over the stadium and made me miserable. Oh, I mean, and when 
Buffalo sports are good. They travel like those people fans forget. Are, yeah, people forget they fucking they travel, travel when they're good. Yeah. If they're bad, even, they even don't when they're game. bad, Cap Sabers games. There's a, always a good amount of Sabers fans. No, there. same thing with um, what's it called? The Canadians, bro. They were Canadian. I went to two Canadians games the year of the uh, of the uh, the fucking COVID thing. And the hell are you going to Canadians like, games for? Like Capitals Canadians games. Oh. And they were Canadians fans all over the place. They were like, they were. I was sitting next to one. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man. You know, my favorite game to play at any sporting event is spot the Flyers fan. It doesn't oh. matter what sport it is or who's playing. You can always you can, find a Flyers fan. Always. Also, you can do that with Red Sox hats. Yeah. Austin Red Sox hats is always a Red Sox hat. They're always there. <laughs> I have mine somewhere. I have my Red Sox hats somewhere in here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> It's pretty. Uh, yeah, I just I'm. Yeah. I just want to go. To, I'm going to their game in the twelve. Did you guys know that we only play? We play tomorrow, and then we don't play till Sunday after yeah, that. You yeah, got to start because we're at sixty-eight games after tomorrow, and everybody's got to catch up. And then the month resets basically, and everybody has like fourteen left. Well, so then let's let's make some predictions for uh for those next two games, and then I think that next covers everything. Who who do we play? So the Hurra Flames. Yeah. So tomorrow we play the Hurricanes for like what feels like the tenth time in the last week. So we play them tomorrow night, and then, or if you're watching this on Monday, it's tonight. But if you're watching this right now, it is tomorrow. But on Monday we play the Canes. Then we don't play again until the the next coming Sunday. We play at home against the Wild. Both of those games are at home. So, two tough opponents this week: the Canes and the Wild. Everybody, what do you what do you? Um, I'll weigh in. For, I think we win both. I think we because we've had a great month month month. I always said month of March too. Month of March. It's a tongue twister. Month of March. Month of March. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've just been playing very strong, and I feel like Y'all we can, we still have the momentum to beat those teams. I know we lost we what we lost against the Blues, but whatever. We lost two straight. And then we won two straight two in a row. So it doesn't. I don't think it that cancels out. But I think we win both those games. I think we beat the Hurricanes in overtime and then win in regulation against the Wild. Blake, what do you think? Because I think the I think sorry the game against the Hurricanes is going to be packed and loud. So I think it's going to be. It is at home. I'm going to so go watch the whole thing tomorrow. I'm sorry, man. We're probably going to lose now. Um. <laughs> don't watch. I'll it. be at practice, so I won't be watching. Yeah, yeah, he's I'll gonna be grinding it. that lacrosse. I, uh, I I was actually gonna say basically the same thing. I think we're gonna win in overtime against the Hurricanes. It's gonna be a nail biter, but um, uh, I think we're gonna pull it out, and then the Wilds are gonna be no problem. Yeah. The Hurricanes yeah. are on the first of a back to back, so we probably will be seeing uh, who's their backup again. Wow, who fucking knows? Who fucking know? We're supposed to know this. Um, oh, Ranta. Carolina Hurricanes backup, backup goalie is. is yeah. Ronta is pretty and, good. It's not can... hard to know backups. Like Jesus, Ronta is. Well, I barely know our backup. <laughs> it changes so every other week. Need. It changes every week. So mm. that's fair. every other week they started uh, Leon and Lafonte as goalies too. Lafonte, oh shit, they probably probably never started. Yeah, so I'm I'm different than you guys. I think we're gonna lose tomorrow. I, I just think it's too good to be true to beat the Hurricanes three times in a row. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Would it be four? Yeah, I don't. That's I'm not happening. Um, so we're gonna lose tomorrow. I th- I think we'll beat the Wild because we won't lose two straight. So that's my take. 
Uh, I'm like floating between y'all. First, I think we're gonna beat the the Hurricanes. I think we're just we're we're smoking red hot. Like we're get, we're probably gonna get Dowd back tomorrow, which is gonna make the depth even better. There's a good chance maybe even TMVR might slot back in. Which please God, please just come back. I don't want to deal with Kempney again. I don't want to see Sebastian Aho like staring down Michael Kempney anymore. It's it's like in my nightmares. Um <laughs> and. I think it's going to be very close. I don't think it'll go overtime. I think we win just because it's it's going to be an emotional. It's the final game in like a week, and it's going to be crazy it's against the Wild. <laughs> against the Wild, that's going to be tough because that's going to be like six days between games, and we don't. That could either be a really good thing or a really bad thing. That it's six for days. us. It's, it's going to be good thing. in the long run, but it could actually hurt us uh, that for that game. Yeah, but like I think in in the grand scheme of letting Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Johansson. Dowd, TVR, everybody letting rest. all those guys rest and heal up. In that sense, it's going to be good, but it could hurt us for Sunday specifically. But like, who cares? It's a while. I feel like it's going to be fun to see Krill the Thrill Kaprizov in DC. That'll be awesome. I'm going to actually try to get tickets to the game because I want to go watch him. Um, and I what's think, it like being at home? That's fun. Getting to go um, to Caps games. I think fuck, it's tough because I think if, if everybody's healthy at that point, which they'll most likely be, we'll most likely see TVR come back at least at that game. Um, I will say uh, Capitals will win four to three. Kirill Kaprizov and Ovechkin matching hat tricks because I want to be fun. Do it. Hell yeah. They do a jersey swap. <laughs> they do a jersey swap. <laughs> I would, I would, that would be my That's wallpaper. Torch. I'd make that my wallpaper. <laughs> That's pretty so sick. All right. So, oh, yeah, that's right. We're about to approach the, the hellish start to April, by the way. So, you know how we all have been like putting it off? Yeah. So, the next four games, five games actually, is Hurricanes, Wild, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, and Boston. All wins. All W's. <laughs> Don't give it a row. All wins. <laughs> who who says no? We should not. We're going to win. One of those five. five teams at least will say no. Um, I don't, I Joey. That is going to be like, I think tomorrow we definitely have to. We're going to need that win because going up against those four teams in a row is going to be a fucking nightmare because we have to go to Pittsburgh and we have to go to Tampa Bay. And we – we haven't played Tampa Bay since the beginning of the season, which is like crazy. It's like that was the second game of the season, and we lost in overtime, which we played well. So, I mean, hopefully Tampa Bay's been kind of mid recently, but Pittsburgh today decided to beat up a bunch of children in an alleyway in Pittsburgh, 11-2. So. Hey, but Jacob Vrana scored. <laughs> take, your, take your victories. Um, I think yeah. that's everything, right? I hope, I hope that's I everything. So. Yeah. All right. Well. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. One more thing, one more thing. The Ovechkin goals tracker. I want to hear the good word, the good word oh. of God. The Ovechkin goal tracker. What he said it's like 60% of, of 50. It's a 50. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I'll pull it up. You got to add like a goal to the expected for, you know, the PHP episode, Good Mojo. <laughs> no, if we do that, then he's going to not score for a month and we're fucked. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Um. So he. Between 49 and 50 goals, uh, he, he's at 49.7 goals, so round up to 50. Uh, and then 99% chance of a 45-goal season, so that's basically guaranteed. He'll extend his record there. 
Um, 60% chance of a 50 goal season. So we're borderline, but it's uh, It's feeling good about it. 15 games for how many goals? Eight. Yeah. Okay. That's, I feel like that's incredibly reasonable. We have five, we have five tough games coming up. I sense 10 goals. (laughs) And then then, I'm in your walls. Five goal season is only an 8% chance. So that's, that's a bit out there, but it's what you're saying. There's a chance. Is there still a chance for a 60-goal season? Tell me you have that pulled on. Come on. Tell me you haven't been like, you know what? Maybe I should kind of put this predictor up there. Maybe. Uh, 0.002% chance. So So you're saying there's a chance. 60-goal season. Let's go. I'm taking it. taking the odds. That's profit. Let's go. Look, fucking what's his name? Uh. Sean, who's the who's the, the the asshole who said he was like washed up this year? Oh, uh, yeah. John Scott. Yeah, the yeah. dude who John made an All Star game that as a joke um, thought he was washed up, and he went to put up his best season since before the pandemic. So, congratulations, John Scott. You woke up with an animal that will now terrorize everything. <laughs> John Scott. Uh-oh, All right, EA, take us out, buddy. Caps legend John Scott. <laughs> he legend. he's the reason that Ovi's gonna get 50 goals this year. I want him to say that he'll never score again. Please just keep saying it. <laughs> he won't break the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ovi's Ovi's a piece of shit now. He's not winning. He's not breaking the record. He just wakes up and drops however many goals he needs to get it in one game. <laughs> it's just like, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Episode title, So There's a Chance. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Blake, thanks for coming on again. Happy to have you. Yeah, of course. You're always welcome. Uh, Go go follow Blake on Twitter. I'm not going to read that out. You can find him. He's in the tags for for the posts. But, yeah, thanks for listening. We need to do a Manscaped read. I forgot about that. So Manscaped, and then we go home. We're gonna do that. Wild, so, Wild just beat the abs in OT. Yeah, and you guys are shitting on them. That's why. We're all right, shitting on the Wild. We love all right. the Wild. You all, you all were like, oh yeah, we're gonna. I said we're gonna. We're gonna them. That's not I said it was gonna be a game. Blake was like, oh, that's gonna be easy. We got the Wild. Oh, all right. Anyways, 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 anyways. Today, I'm excited to announce that Manscaped has launched their ultra-premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not-so-private parts. I'm talking about a leveled-up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Literally. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now it's time to trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide, including us, who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code PHP. Again, if you use code PHP at manscaped.com, you'll get 20% off your order plus free shipping anywhere. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate all of you. Have a good night. Go Caps.